You're listening to Sunday Scriptures for Patriots Overcoming America's Enemies with the Christian idea of government, which is self-government. Hello, friends. My name is Barry Durmaz. I'm your host here on this episode of Sunday Scriptures for Patriots. If you've been with Sean Morgan and myself from the beginning or in the earlier episodes, you know that uh, this was a co-hosted program. And right now for a season in the providence of God, I am the sole host of the program. While Sean Morgan is retooling the the government of our unseen king, and that is self-government. And he wants to get, that's Sean, Sean Morgan, he wants to be more thoroughly convinced in his own mind and have greater clarity of conscience, a free conscience, a liberated conscience, that he has the walk more than just the talk. And if you've been with me, on this series on the power of the king's love, you know that the key theme text, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, says exactly that, that this kingdom of God, this government of God, the government of the lawgiver, you can substitute lawgiver for God, because that describes who, what he does, who he is. I learned that from my common lawyer, scholar, advocate, and friend, who I consider a friend and, and, and master teacher in rudimentary principles, that you can translate the word God as your lawgiver. And that puts a whole new level of understanding on what do we mean by God. I'll tell you, that helps me out tremendously. And Sean Morgan, who lives with his precious wife, Sibeli, their precious son, Enzo, in Brazil. And so uh, one imagination you could have about Sean is he's out there training in the jungles of Brazil, (laughs) training for the Lord. And that's really what he's doing, as much as he's endeavoring to build a home for the glory of God. More seriously, since last July, by his own confession, in addition to a home, working on the Christian idea of home, that it is a government of the Lord Jesus Christ when Christ is a man's head. Okay? And so he's taken that with seriousness as I have for now 26, 27 years. And I want to put the word out to those friends of ours who are living in foreign countries and who are Americans that you want to consider, well, whether you should be back in America because this is one of the few countries in the world where true law is the liberty to govern yourself. Most countries in the world, 
do not have that experience. Certainly not in Brazil. No. I know there's people down there that want it and are working towards it. But we have we have it. It's been accomplished, and it's a hope to other nations of the world. <clears throat> so America is not the standard of anything. I want the listening audience to hear that. I want you to hear that. America is not the standard of anything. When we talk, when I talk big of America, and it's what's good about this country, America is not the standard. America is an example of that standard, and it's an eternal standard, and it is the living, written Word of God fleshed out in the living person of Jesus Christ. He is the standard. He is the King. And I'm believing for a move of God's Spirit in this country. I trust that you are joining me in that. I get feedback from numerous listeners, that that is your heart's desire. And so together, let's continue to this journey that we can accomplish great things in ourselves and in our homes and in our work and business, not because we're anything great and wonderful, but because He is. He is the King. He is the divine Savior King. And when you get a revelation of that, which you do need. You need a revealing, a, a genuine revelation that he is the king and alive. You can't even be born again unless you have a revelation that Jesus Christ is alive from the dead. And I addressed that last week with the Easter, actually the last two episodes. That was episode 32 and 33. Today's episode 34. But you need a revelation of the fact that Jesus Christ has triumphed over death. And without that, you are not born from above. However much you like the things of Christ and His church, or however much you might read the Bible and be around Christian things and meetings and trinkets, if you don't have a revelation... And I mean Matthew 18, where Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock, I'll build my church. That rock is the rock of revelation. He's not the Pope. He's not the first Pope of the Roman Catholic Church. That's a fraud. (laughs) And I can say that because I was raised Roman Catholic. My mother, being from Scotland, she was a devout Catholic. Consequently... Myself, my sister, Denise, when we were young in New York, growing up, we went to catechism catechism training after school, trained by the nuns, walking the room with their yardsticks back then, and we prayed the rosaries, had the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers, all those external things, and um, there's much more as to what happened to us there coming into a saving knowledge of Christ. I'm saying that all to say that You need a revelation, a a revealing. And even those of us who are born again, we need a fresh revealing that he is the king. And so uh, I just am compelled to put the word out to our friends who are living in foreign countries that you don't have the heritage, the law, 
the liberty that you do here in America, even though it is attacked, even though you are challenged, even by uniformed people, we're standing in what is right. We may not have the might. In fact, we don't have the might. The evil empire has the might. But God's people, God's kingdom, has the right to stand in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free and do not be entangled again with the yokes of bondage as much as you're threatened under force and threat of force to be entangled. Friends, I hope you can see that. That is the contrast to make. And I want to put the call out to those Christians who are in governmental service to consider well whether you're doing the Lord's work or advancing the interests of the evil empire. I actually want to do an episode on that and probably a series on that. But until then, reach out to me if even you want to uh, disagree with that. I'm sure we would find more in agreement because where the Spirit uh, is working, not only is there liberty, but there's unity. Unity. And it's not man, man-made, manufactured unity. It is the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So, uh, <clears throat> part of what I'm saying right now is I want our dear friends like Sean Morgan to consider that America is going through a resurrection of freedom. And when you support this work of Sunday Scriptures for Patriots, and more specifically, our ministry, which is at libertyisthelaw.us, our family ministry is at is libertyisthelaw.us, under the banner Household Embassy International Services, and we have a calling and purpose and vision to resurrect by the power of His Spirit, by the power of the resurrection, which I unfolded last week, real power to walk in His government. That's what we have here. That's what is our birthright to govern ourselves more than to be governed by others. I do want to say a lot more about that, and that is going to come in future episodes, especially as we get into preparing for Independence Day. I'm already thinking about the 4th of July and what I want to do in the month of June leading up to that. For now, I want to introduce to you the theme today on the power of love over anger and cursing. In this series, we're talking about the power of the king's love, and today, this is part 11 of that ser- of this series, the power of love over anger and cursing. You didn't mishear me. I want to d- talk about cursing, and I'll unpack that today in this subject matter of the power of love after we come back from hearing from one of Sean's sponsors. Gold is near all-time highs. Has it reached its peak? Did you miss the boat? No, I don't think so. The exploding debt, change in the interest rate cycle, political and economic turmoil have caused the current move in gold. And those things are getting worse. In fact, Citibank projected gold to hit $3,000 an ounce over the next 12 to 18 months. 
I encourage you to protect and grow your investment portfolio with gold. I trust Dr. Kirk Elliott with Sovereign Advisors. With over 25 years of experience and two PhDs, Kirk Elliott is the best of the best in the industry. Call his office at 720-605-3900 and tell him Sean Morgan sent you, or just click on the link in the description to get that free consultation. I'm going to unpack for you the power of love over anger and cursing. But before I do that, I want to remind the listeners about last week's episode, that's number 33, where we talked about the power of the king's love, suffering, and the resurrection, I made a contextual model available for download. And if you didn't access that, please do that. I have it here in front of me, and I'd like to hear from some of you, many of you, quite frankly, as you contemplate that contextual model and come to terms with the fact that in this Christian era of which we are in, because Christ is risen, He is alive, and He is ruling, and nothing is working out in any rebellion to Him. And that's about seeing things as they truly are, not as they appear. The evil empire and its minions believe that things are working out according to their plan, but if their plan is not in harmony with the will, decree and command, and the law word of the king himself, it's fantasy, what they're doing. And uh, our law, the Supreme Court, the uh, not the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Law of the Land, our Constitution, which is a, a brief of common law government, as Brent Allen Winders teaches, our common lawyer here in America. He's America's underground common lawyer. I recommend you you visit him at commonlawyer.com. Look at his works. I actually have numerous, several of his books on our website. If you want to support this ministry, that is one way you can do that, purchasing those resources, which I do have at libertyisthelaw.us, and go to the store and see the works that I have there by Brent Allen Winters. I support him by getting his materials. You can support me by getting the materials from me and uh, according to your conscience and discretion. But again, the contextual model demonstrates that we are no longer in the pagan era of law without liberty, but we are in the Christian era where liberty is the law. Liberty and law have been reconciled with the greatest expression of it in America. It was being reconciled in Europe as the Protestant Reformation was unfolding, but America is the product of the Protestant Reformation, and that's where law and liberty have been reconciled to where we don't live in this country law for law's sake. We live in this country law for liberty's sake. That's the resurrection of Jesus Christ, is whom the Son sets free is free indeed. He is the free man. Death could not hold him down. He defeated death, hell and the grave. He made an open display of all principality and power. Glory to his authority for that. What wonderful authority that he has and that he deposits in his called out ones 
summoned to bear witness that he is alive, and that is his church. That is his church, not the place where the church meets. The building, whether it's a home or some other building outside the home, that's not the church. It's the people. The people who have a revelation that Christ is alive and ruling, they're called out of then the fallen world system of government, and they're under the government of the Lord Jesus Christ, and government ministers who exercise true law, good law, where they punish evildoers so that those who are obeying true law have the liberty to live according to the, the, the king's will. And so his ministers in the civil realm have no authority to regulate every area of nook and cranny and categorize everything. That the, the lawyers, they want to categorize everything. The legislators, they want to categorize everything. The, the, the true lawgiver doesn't do that. He protects relationship. And if none of your relationships are complaining, then you are the Lord's free man or woman to govern yourself. Continue to govern yourself. Continue to perfect your self-government and cease being entangled with the yokes of modern living. So if you get that contextual model, you'll see a beautiful contrast between the old pagan world before Christ and all things are new in this Christian era, but you have to exercise his love. And you have the authority. When you're born again, you are given a measure of authority. Well, you have all the authority you need to exercise it in your jurisdiction of your home and your business, if you have your own business, and that's a good place to be, have your own business. But if you're not, and you are working for another company, another business, then you'll have to work out your faith there, and you may suffer for it, as we have been talking for a couple of weeks, that men, uh, the calling to Christ is a life of suffering, and men as you exercise the authority of our unseen king, you're going to get challenged and you may suffer for it. You see? So, and here's one way that I want to talk to you about today, a victory application. And that is the power of the king's love over your anger and even unto cursing, if that's you. See, here's a key idea or question. What happens when you surrender to this king and his overwhelming love? I wonder if many people even ask such a question about what happens when you surrender to true law and order. But that is what we are called to do when we read in the Gospels that he and John the Baptist, and then, of course, he trained and equipped 12 men to go forward with the message of his good government. And he did say surrender in the words of repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. So to repent is to surrender of your own life and come into the king this divine Savior King, come into his life. 
because he is the way, the truth, and the life. So what happens when you surrender to the king? When you found out you've been lawless and you're arrested by his spirit? When you surrender to the king's love, his overwhelming love, that though you don't deserve eternal life, he'll give it to you. You just need to live this life on his terms. And when you do, you will be you will be filled with power from on high. This power that comes out of the heavens to be ruled under his government, which is self-government. Do you want victory over enemies in your life and even onto the nation? Now, we're not dealing personally with enemies at the national level. We, we are dealing with them at lower levels. Right? We are under attack. Not militarily, but we have been for a good 200 years from my estimation, from my studies. We're under attack by false ideas. We're under attack by false law. False law. Right? True law is you have not only the right, but the duty to govern yourself. That's what makes America, unlike every other nation that I'm aware of, I don't want to say exclusively, but I do know here in America, being an American, that this country, you have the right to govern yourself. And in other countries, you may not have that right or that duty. And that's why I encourage people to really consider moving back here and let's let's uh, bring our resources together and our energy and our prayers and our love for the king on this king's land to affect a work of transformation. And if you are in another country outside of America, and that's just not possible, you can believe for the move of God where you are I mean, yeah, do it. Get together with others. Cast that vision. Okay. What I'm getting at is that I'm responsible for where I live, this country, and I know the heritage that this country has, the deposits made by our forefathers, all way back to the pilgrims of 1620, who came here explicitly, as it says in the Mayflower Compact, to advance the Christian faith. And that's why there's going to be laws that's in support thereof, because only the Christian faith is the true faith. It is the only faith that has virtue, power to govern yourself when it really counts. And that's when you want to get ugly people. You want to get angry, angry even unto cursing. See, to others, you may appear autonomous if you want to govern yourself. But that's only the appearance of things until real pressure confronts you. You know that warfare is the nature of, of this life, right? That the natural condition of the garden is not flowers, not beautiful flowers. The natural condition, meaning if you just leave it alone, your garden outside, if you leave your garden alone, you're not going to have flowers. You're not going to have fragrant, 
wonderful flowers for the birds and the bees to enjoy and for you to enjoy. But what will you have if you just leave it alone? You're going to have weeds and crop failure. So that's to say that our hearts can never be left alone. And that's the seed of where the government of Christ takes place, is in our hearts. So you just can't walk in the king's government just because you say it. It must be there in power and in substance. And that's our... That's what we read here in 1 Corinthians 4.20. It's, this is not a faith of power only. Did I say power only? <laughs> I meant it's not a faith of word in and of itself. It is a faith of power and demonstration of the Spirit. As Paul said in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, the power of the Spirit to govern yourself to deny yourself, to take up your cross and follow your Lord. That's what Paul meant. That's what he says. That's the message of the cross, is death to the self-life. And that is a work of the Spirit. It's not outward miracles. I'm not against miracles. Just getting born again is a miracle. Just being made alive and new spiritually having a revelation, receiving a revelation that he's alive. That is a miracle, friends. So don't be misguided and distracted by the externality of things. No. Believe God for a miracle inwardly, and then you will see a quiet work of his government unfolding in your life. And that's what we're getting into today is... What does this look like, this love? How does it work its power over anger, the wrong kind of anger, the fleshly anger, and cursing? So those things will happen when real pressure, or these things can happen. Anger and cursing can happen when real pressure is met in your life, right? So to others, <clears throat> when things are going fine, you could appear autonomous, all right? But again, that would be only true until real pressure confronts you to see how well you are governing yourself. But now to the king, you are being trained and prepared for promotion and greater responsibility and rulership. Say that? And so, uh, in, the, in the world, in the world, in the fallen world, there is no end to problems and conflict, confrontation. And actually, that's just true for all of us. All right. But the, 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 the real heart of the matter is, do we as Christians have a superior alternative of overcoming the pressure, the conflicts, the confrontation, the problems, and the adversity? And I know we do. I've learned that we do. I've had help to learn that we do. And that's to say, again, under the king's terms, when, you, when, when he looks at your life, 
you when when he brings pressure along he 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 ordains it and he ordains it for our good that we are being trained and prepared for promotion okay he wants his children to grow up he wants them to prosper righteously he wants his children to have greater and increasing measures of responsibility. Oh, there's there's a dirty word. <laughs> responsibility. That's just another word for self-government, quite frankly. You taking full responsibility for your life, your welfare, your travel, your education, your health, your welfare. You taking full responsibility for that than others... <clears throat> That is self-government, right? That is self-government. And so the motivation for that is the love factor from Jesus Christ. And when we receive that love, when we receive that love through the new birth, he expects that love to come out of us. That's how people will know that he is alive. Is that not true? Isn't that what he said in John's gospel? That if you have love for one another, by this all men will know that you are my disciplined learners. He said disciples there. It's it's translated disciples. But that means... You are, a disciple is a student or a disciplined learner. By this, what, what's by this? By love, love for one another. When you have love for one another, by this. See, not by your words that Jesus is alive. Not by your words that you say you love one another, but that the, the, this love is... is um, it's not in word only. This kingdom is not in word only. But this exercise of love, when you have that, by that, by this, all men will know that you are my disciplined learners. That's what it means to be born again. The word disciple is found way more in the New Testament than uh, Christian. The word Christian is only found twice. And, hey, that's that's... That's good. Even just those two times. Okay, to be a little anointed one. But I do know a lot of people don't like being called Christian if they're born again. And, uh, okay, I'm not going to debate that for now. (laughs) I I do think it's a term that needs to be reclaimed. And I will do it, uh, Lord willing, on this podcast. We'll, We'll get into that more fully. But without question, disciples... Those are the people that Jesus wants to pronounce on that you're his disciple if you have love for one another. And if you've been listening to me through this series, we've been unpacking what this love looks like. Okay, It's not a wishy-washy thing. It's not a feel-good thing. Although there is the phileo love of God. All right, I haven't talked as much about that as this, the power of this love, of the Christ love, his is also the phileo, but the highest love is agape. 
And it is, I'm talking much about this because this is how you're going to excel in the art of fighting without fighting. And when you take on that love disposition to people who are ugly at you, to your enemies, uh, he'll go to fight for you. That's the point. He's going to do the fighting. We just take the position to govern ourselves. Self-government. When you walk in his government, friends, then the Lord can step in so that it's not by the power of your might, your will, your money, your wisdom, these things the prophet said, I think that was Jeremiah, not by my might or power, but by my wi- but by my spirit, says the Lord. He's going to work on your behalf. So, here's a key question. How do I know, how do you know that you and I are loving people when it truly counts. When it truly counts, meaning, and I trust you know by now if you've been listening to the series, not because you say it, right? You know it's something much more than that. How do I know I am loving people when it really counts? As in, I don't feel loving these people. Or this person. And we've all been there. But now the place that we've not all been is on the other side of that answer to that question. The victory position. And I'm going to let you think about that question. Because we're going to take a little music break. And when I come back, I'm going to answer that for you and we'll unpack it. And that is, how do I know I'm loving people when it truly counts? I'll see you in just a few minutes.
How do you know you are loving people when it truly counts? When the pressure is on, when everything that you're holding dear and you believe to be true is being violated, and you know what I'm talking about, when you feel a knot in your stomach. I've, I, I have felt that many times. And so this is the natural, uh, there's, a, there's a natural response to uh, people opposing us, people getting ugly, There's a natural response, of course there is. We just, it doesn't feel good to for for um, people to oppose us, to people to be against us. But now, I, I'm I'm talking to people in this audience, I believe, who are Christians. And if you're not a Christian, if you're not a spiritual person, you can be. That's up to whether you cry out to your Lord and surrender on His terms of his government and that's an expression of his love he wants to govern you he loves you so much you will you will destroy yourself if you attempt to govern yourself and under man's ways and man's laws but he loves you so much so much that he died an innocent man and yet uh you know you and myself we're not innocent and we deserve death but we can avoid that second death by coming into his government today. And that's what the scripture teaches in Hebrews at a minimum today, Hebrews 3, 4, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait any longer to come under the king's good government. And this program is dedicated to his government and that's self-government. You want victory over your enemies? It doesn't matter who they are. They could be family members, and I know there are family members, at least, yeah, there are family members who oppose a lot of us. And Jesus even talked about those people that he came to bring a sword. He didn't come to bring peace, but he came to bring a sword and separate people between him and the world. And that's that's a hard reality, but it is true. And a lot of Christians choke on that, but the reality is, Nobody comes in between you and your Lord, your King, your lawgiver. Nobody. Nobody. Not even your spouse. All right? If that becomes necessary. Uh, your spouse is not going to... Your spouse doesn't have all power, doesn't have all love, and is not everywhere present to see all things and know all things. But the one who created you in your soul is that one. So, we owe him unlimited submission and obedience. Not people, but of course, we do owe people submission and obedience depending on the context, the jurisdiction, and if if they are superior to us or not. So, how do you know you are loving people when it truly counts? I'm going to share it right now, and that is a truth that I learned reading through the life and ministry of T. Austin Sparks. Uh, 
You've heard me mention him before. I've recommended his writings, and have, uh, which are all free when you uh, contact that ministry. And they're in the show notes. They have been in, in many of the past episodes. And uh, yeah, the ministry of T. Austin Sparks in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's also things online. You can look, uh, just put his name in there. And, and <clears throat> there's a great phenomenal website that's preserved his audio material, written material. Very Christ-centered man. But I read in his writings... What I read in Galatians chapter 5, where it says in verse 22, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And what I want to zero, zero you in on is, depending on your translation, how it reads... Here in my New King James, it says gentleness. Many translations have it as meekness. T. Austin Sparks says, the hallmark of love. See, how do you know you're loving people when it truly counts? Here it is. The hallmark of love, meaning the evidence, a primary evidence, a clear evidence of loving people with the love of Christ is meekness. Meekness. And that's consistent with what we read, what we've read before in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. Or no, excuse me. Yeah, the whole passage there. I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8, the description and definition of love that... There's nothing in there about words saying, I love you. But what you do have in that description of love is attitude and behavior. And so, since meekness is the hallmark of love, that's what we're, what is being called for is behavior and attitude of meekness. When... You would rather not be meek, but you'd rather address, confront, and, and the the darkness that's uh, coming against your life. Okay. So in Galatians five twenty three, we read that meekness, being the fruit of spirit or gentleness, it's being under the control of the spirit to such a degree that rather than violently, whether it's violently verbal or violently physical, yeah, we know there's physical violence, and we know that murder is a reality, physical murder. There's spiritual murder. I've talked about hating people, angry at people from the heart. But when you look at uh, first at uh, physical murder, that's somebody who has taken the lack of restraint to its logical conclusion that the person in front of them, they cannot stand at all. In fact, they don't, in their mind, deserve, that person doesn't deserve to live. They're going to take vengeance on that person and try to and, and try to be uh, as God, knowing all things. 
which none of us have that position. None of us have that kind of power. We have a measure of power, but not all power. That belongs to the king himself. And so uh, he's all power. We just have a measure of it, lest we would destroy ourselves because we don't have the glorified state that we will have when he returns for his people. So right now we're in this temple of the natural body that it's fallen, fallen flesh, sinful. However, when you're born from above, the sin principle and its power are broken. That's the good news. When you come under the king's government, the 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 sin principle to govern yourself on your terms, that is broken. However imperfectly it is broken, it is broken, and now you have the power to not indulge the flesh. You have the power to resist temptation. And one of those temptations is to get angry and even curse. And so I want to uh, touch on this now, on anger and cursing. I want to do that by taking you to another passage of Scripture, which is Philippians chapter 4, verse 12. And I read here, this is Paul speaking to the church in the city of Philippi. He says, I know how to be abased. Well, I want to back up, actually. I want to read in verse 11 where he says, and he's talking to the the believers there in Philippi about his needs. But he says here in verse 11 of chapter 4, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Verse 12, I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Hmm. he says, I know how to be abased. Now think on this with me and consider your life whether you know how to be abased. The other end of the spectrum is abounding. And I'm sure a lot of us believe that we know how to abound. I did. I thought, I know how to abound. And I I really thought I did. But at the same time, I I, I questioned whether it was a righteous abounding. And so I want to do that differently. But what I can say is that I came to a, a day in my life where... I was angry over something in my work, my business. It was actually my own business for 26 years in Oregon. And I'm on a project, and something went wrong with that project. Something went wrong with my time. And 
I just simply got exceedingly angry to the point of cursing. And as much as I was cursing because I was upset about the problem that I was being confronted with in that moment, and see, so pressure was coming upon me, and in that time of pressure, what was hidden on the inside of me came out. And that was verbal anger and unto the point of using vulgar language, cursing. And I praise the Lord that I was aware of what I was saying, and it bothered me that I was cursing. It bothered me that I could see a measure of myself that that I'm not handling the problem righteously, right-headed. I'm being unrighteous. And there are there is there is curse words coming out of my mouth. And the the next thought I had is this passage that where Paul says, I know how to be abased. And and that's I so I had this complication in my mind that I don't know how to be abased. I have I'm I'm being served up a problem, and rather than being humbled by it knowing that I don't have all power, that I don't have all knowledge, I don't have all the money, I don't have all the problem-solving skill because I'm being confronted with a problem right now and I don't know how to handle it so that the way I do handle it is that I get angry and I curse. And by God's grace... I was bothered by that. I was convicted that, as I read also in in the book of Proverbs, it says in there, I believe it's in chapter 3, that um, I will let no corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth. And I had known that passage even back then. And when I say back then, I didn't give you the dating of this, but um, see, I'm reading here my Bible, I've had this Bible for well over 20 years, and I wrote on the page, there's uh, here at the end of Philippians, there's um, there's just some place to write after the text, and I referenced the fact that I wrote this here, and I'm, I'm reading it right now, I wrote in pencil, I do not know how to be abased, I get mad and angry and curse, and I dated it December the 6th, 2003. And so here's a a day in my life in 2003, and I get to read it to you today. I I felt compelled in my prayer this morning that this was the direction to go to talk about the power of love over anger and cursing. That this was a problem for me, and I know there's many out there. Anger is a real problem for a lot of people. And I would say, especially for men, we men, we just don't have clarity as to how to exercise authority over problems. And we're not aware of the power, of the king's love and his authority to keep us in meekness. 
when we're confronted, when the pressure's on, and stay right-headed. Rather, it was like, as I've been for years, that I'm cursing. A lot of guys curse. And uh, <clears throat> I'm sure there's a few women out there that curse. It's And, and it's just not right. It's, it's revealing what is on the inside. And in my own... Yeah, I I just saw that I don't know how to, when it really counts, I don't know how to be abased. I don't know how to be humble. I don't know how to handle problems, at least the level of problem that was I was being presented with at that time. And I was simply convicted. I was bothered. Sometime later, I captured this in my Bible. That, well, it must have been even the next day. Could have been that day. But probably the next morning, just uh, going into my devotions and quiet time before the Lord that I just had to go look at this passage that um, I could not agree with Paul. I don't know how to be abased at that time. I didn't know how to be meek as an expression and the hallmark of love. Now, for me, this time, there was nobody else there, so uh, I don't know what you want to think about that. Like, <laughs> I was not being confronted by someone. I was being confronted by a circumstance, and that upset me. Can anybody relate with me? <laughs> Circumstances. I don't even have a flesh and blood person in front of me at this time, at this uh, incident. It's just, I'm upset. I am really ticked off that my day is not going the way I envisioned and I'm trying to act like God, uh, that it should be just perfectly fine, so that when it doesn't go fine, I'm really ticked off, and I curse it. I put darkness on it, rather than light. So, uh, I've been on a journey. Friends, I've been on a journey of many sorts in my Christian faith walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And this one that I'm highlighting today is just to come forward and say, I have been there when it comes to the anger and the cursing. Now, that's not the only time it happened, but it, it that was the day that I really determined I want victory over this. So this has been going on for years before 2003. It just, at this point, I was I was convicted that I, I, I'm not being like Christ. I don't know how to be a base, and I should learn how to be a base because Jesus, my Lord and Savior and King, he was a base even to the point of his death. I'm not being asked to put my life on the line here. I just can't even overcome a circumstantial problem. And so in this season of my life, I was confronted with the fact that I was not loving God, as the first commandment says, love, love God, and then you'll be able to love your neighbor. So if I'm getting mad at these circumstances that just, in God's sovereignty and providences brought forward, so that I could see more clearly what was on the inside of me, wow, I'm certainly not going to love my neighbor, I'm certainly not going to love my enemies if I can't love God. When he brings me a problem, and that's what circumstances are. It's it's him working all things out according to the counsel of his will. 
And as we read in Romans 8, 28, all things do work together for those who love God. See, that's the key. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And his purpose, his clear number one purpose, is to walk in power, walk in his love, walk in his government of self-government. So that's the general will for everyone who will come to him. Right? The general will of God. That's first before we get into the specifics like, who am I supposed to marry? And that's a big one for young people. But the will of God is that I know how to be abased because my Lord knew how to be abased. And the Apostle Paul, he records that he knew how to be abased. And I didn't know how because I would get mad, I would curse and that is not righteous. That is not right-headed. And that was the beginning of a, a focus in my faith walk with the Lord Jesus Christ that I am going to work on meekness. I am going to do it. I'm convicted. I want victory in this area. I want all the words of my mouth to be filled with righteousness and nothing crooked or perverse is in it. In my mouth. That's in uh, Proverbs chapter 3. All the words of my mouth are, are with righteousness, and nothing crooked or perverse is in it. And, and I, I want to walk in that. Okay? So, uh, I began to just say to myself and, and just orient my life, I'm going to now study, meditate on, and seek the Lord for being meek. And that's demonstrating love when it truly counts. Meekness to my situations, meekness to the people in my life. And however imperfectly I am doing that even today, I am doing it. I have victory over that because I have been under attack by numerous people, some of whom I have mentioned and previous episodes of some things that have happened to me up here in Pennsylvania. I have other uh, escapades, other attacks by people, and <clears throat> I have the victory over really all of them, uh, over their strongholds. You see, and that's what's happening when it comes to people that oppose your life, is their strongholds manifest against you, and the now the challenge and the game is on, where the devil's concerned, well, I should say, <laughs> well, the devil and then the Holy Spirit. The game is on now. Am, uh, am, am I, are you going to give e- walk in strongholds ourselves? Or are we going to be liberated people where we walk in this the power of this love that when people do try to hurt us, we're not hurting them back. We're not hurting them back. We are staying and abiding in the power of the King's love. That is Christ himself. We're staying in him and he in us. Staying in that position, that positional standing by 
faith. It is by faith. It is not by sight. My friends, you're not going to see it. You're not going to feel it first and foremost. But it is a reality if you're born again and growing to be a mature man or woman of God, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you by faith are going to take it that there is no corrupt communication out of my mouth, if that applies to you, okay, about the cursing and the anger without cause, you see. I started looking at scriptures such as James chapter 1, verse 19, where it says, let every man be swift to hear, meaning slow, uh, I mean quick. Swift is an old English term of being quick. Let every man be quick to hear, but now slow to speak and slow to wrath. Because the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness or the right-headedness. That's what it means, being right-headedness of our lawgiver, Jesus, the anointed one. All right, that's James chapter 1, verse 19. I'm going to look in uh, <clears throat> the ruler's handbook, which is the book of Proverbs, and share a, part, a scripture here that has blessed me over the years to have victory over anger and cursing with the meekness of Christ. And that is in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 27. Proverbs 17, verse 27. Look at this. It says, He who has knowledge spares his words. And a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Hmm. That is nourishment for the soul. Uh, <clears throat> I have been meditating on that for years as well, and still must. And when you meditate on that, what I got out of it is, well, it's just so practical, isn't it? Knowledge. If you have true knowledge, he who has knowledge spares his words. And a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. That is an excellent passage for self-government. That's what self-government looks like right there for the inward life. Okay? The inward life of understanding. And that produces a calm spirit. See, that's what happens when we get angry without cause is our spirits get agitated, irritated, frustrated. Oh, I've been there. I've been there many times. And, uh, but then this, this, this passage started working on me too. See that, wow, the reason I'm getting angry, like I'm getting all agitated and upset is because I just don't understand. I don't have a, I don't have right knowledge. I don't have the kind of knowledge that's needed when it truly counts. And that's spiritual knowledge and spiritual understanding. Therein is the victory. Did you realize that the book of Proverbs, and when you look at this, one of my conclusions about the book of Proverbs is that God places a premium on understanding. He wants you, he wants me to understand 
situations when they show up. See, that's the difference between studying the Bible and saying you know a passage and you memorize a verse and you can parse it theologically and, and you know, wax wonderfully about it. Those, those guys are out there, I, and I've studied like that. But now, what is that when pressure shows up, people attack you need a you need a, a different kind of knowledge. That's like app, applying the king's government when you don't feel like it. When your natural man wants to retaliate, even unto cursing, okay, and even even unto saying, "Ah, you're you're not going to make me suffer." No, no, no. You got no right for that. You're not going to put me under your thumb. You see, I've been talking about that the last couple of episodes, about the power of the king's love and suffering, and then un- leading unto resurrection, you see. But we need to have understanding. See, the Lord wants us to have understanding, the Spirit in us to grow. And when you get understanding, and to see things as they, not as they appear, but as they truly are, that's the key. See, when you start seeing things beyond the outward uh, circumstance and confrontation and the opposition, when you start to see behind that, seeing things as they truly are, now you're seeing, ah, that's darkness emanating from them. And guess what? Uh, There's, there's, I got Christ in me. And I know there's still darkness there because I'm not fully redeemed. That'll come when he comes. But until then, I'm going to walk as he walked. And that'll give me boldness in the day of judgment that I am his disciple. I am following him. A man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Oh, friends, just meditate on that. I mean, meditate on these scriptures that I'm I'm sharing with you in this episode. But for me, that helped me get a a victory, is that um, helped me to walk in meekness, and that is, I need understanding. And so, I don't need to react or retaliate when my flesh wants to. No, I need to restrain myself in the king's government and have some understanding about what is unfolding in front of me. All right? And then, there's a corollary passage, when I go back one chapter here in Proverbs, in Proverbs, uh, back to, you know, in Proverbs 16, 16, I just read 17, 27, but in Proverbs 16, 16, look at this one. How much better it is to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. How much better it is to get wisdom than gold, See that? Wisdom is preferred over gold, and understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Oh, I hope that some, if not all of you, but those who have ears to hear, please hear what the Spirit is saying here. Look at this. The money question. That's how I like to put it. It is a rare person that will orient their life 
to be a person who wants to understand and get wisdom than the mon- than the pursuit of the of, of, of the money. Okay, I have no end of stories and sh- and, and and attacks that when pressure shows up for a lot of other people, it's the money question. See, people are, uh, the love of money is out there. You know, there's one thing to work, but then the Bible says don't overwork to be rich. Where, where, where we need to be working is to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom and to have the deposits of Christ in his word in us dwell in us richly, his word. And that's one thing that unfolds when we have pressure and adversity and uh, show up in our lives is in a time of pressure, we're going to find out what's on the inside. Is it cursing and, 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 and the covetousness of the money question? Or is the word of God inside, the word of our king, and thus you have understanding, and thus you have, you're meek about the situation, you're gentle, and thus you have victory. You're walking in the king's government. To get understanding rather than silver. This is a real epidemic, friends, in in America, certainly in many places of of the world, but I, I, I just, I've been uh, in a fight. There's, there's been people that are opposing my life. And so many of those times, it's about the money question. People fear losing their stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that what that's saying is, going back to Philippians 4.12, they don't want to be abased. See, they haven't learned that lesson themselves. And so, they're going to give you what they do have, and that's darkness, their fear, and all the ugly things that are in their heart, everything but the love of Christ. Because if, if the love of Christ was in there, and you got the love of Christ back to them, I have, if I have the love of Christ back to them, then we have the victory. We're maintaining the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. You see that? You see how that works? When we walk in, well, meekness. And so that's why suffering is necessary for the training of God's people. In fact, when you go back there in Philippians 4.12, Paul says there at the end of that verse, not only does he know how to be abased, know how to abound, he says, he knows how to suffer need. Yeah. And I've been explaining in previous episodes of the need, the, uh, the suffering that my family has gone through. I've had to lead my family through, but, you know, certainly myself as the head of this family and leading it and being fully responsible for my decisions and the attacks by others. Oh, yeah, we've suffered. <laughs> We have suffered, and you know, I'm by God's grace, I'm getting better at that because to even laugh at it and just say, you know what, bring it on, devils, through your people, your minions, because my Lord is greater in me than he who is in the world. Yeah, 
I want my Lord to be glorified and elevated for who he is, and he's using my life, my body. I'm going to yield it to him. I'm going to make some sacrifices uh, because it's not about my agenda. It's about his, his kingdom, not my my little kingdom of me, myself, and I. That That angel, he was cast down from heaven on high, and he's under the foot of the Lord Jesus Christ. His head was crushed. Though Satan's, uh, uh, Christ's foot was bruised, his heel, the devil's head was crushed. That is what happened at the cross and the resurrection. Yeah, the cross and the resurrection. So that suffering is not the end goal, remember. That's to lead to resurrection power. And so today, I'm bringing forward for your consideration that if you or somebody you know has doesn't have the victory over anger and cursing they can they can and i'm just sharing with you as you hear me that this was a problem for me and it's it's delightful to have understanding about things and that brings a calming effect see and so I want rule over my spirit because that is the government of Christ. You see, that's how we have, we overcome America's enemies, friends. See, the enemies are out there, yes, in abundance externally. You see them, you hear about them. Uh, Sean Morgan, bless the Lord for his good work on American Periscope. Making sense of the madness. Sean is out there as a digital soldier, citizen journalism, a good five days of the week, and he is endeavoring to make sense of the madness. And there's so much madness out there, I can't keep up. <laughs> I have to, and, but, you know, that's his calling, and bless him for that, because now he and I are doing something better together than we can in our individual capacity. Sean is convicted about some of the things that um, my my life and ministry are about. Okay? <clears throat> And to Sean's credit, he he began to realize that um, he, there's not a lot of things he can do to correct those situations. Now, he does interview a lot of people, and they're bringing intelligent information forward, right? Intel. Now, whether they're actually solving problems, really correction, that remains to be seen uh, at these upper levels. I, I don't think so. I think they're just, you know, good underground reporting, and we want that. We want to be aware we're not aware, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, all right? So that's good. We, we, we need to have those guys on the front line. So, so thank you for your support for Sean. And at the same time, he's also realizing that he wants to have satisfaction in having coming out of his mouth and out of his life, really working on these problems, and that is what this program is about, this podcast. It is Scriptures for Patriots all premised on the government of Jesus Christ is the key for everything. It is the victory over all of our enemies, both internal and external. And if you think you're going to work on the external enemies while ignoring the internal one, ones that I'm talking about today, as of anger and cursing and related works of the flesh, you're mistaken, you're in delusion, seduction, and error. Okay, 
we covered that, and and we'll, this is a reminder. We cannot be ignorant of the scriptures nor the power of God. First and foremost is yourself, the right view of self, not selfish self, but the governing of yourself under the rule of Christ. And his rule is the love, the virtue, the power of his being on the inside of you by his spirit. He's on the throne, but he sent his spirit, and he says, wait for my spirit until you're endued with power from on high. You've got to have power. You've got to have a spirit to have victory over the enemies within. Okay? Tony Robbins did not come up with that understanding of the enemy within. No, that's the work of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his word. We are our own worst enemy. And so when we start seeing this from his law of liberty, we can have victory over anger. We can have victory over cursing, malice, anger, spiritual murder. All of that is what the Christian life, the Christ life, gives us victory for today. Today. So, go from here today with that view, that Christ-centered view of victory over anger, cursing, and the like. Access the notes from this podcast as far as the scriptures, or go back over this uh, podcast episode. I want to recommend to you a book that I read when I started this quest for I'm going to walk in meekness. I'm going to know love when it truly counts. And so I came across a book that I want to recommend to you today by Matthew Henry. And if you don't know, Matthew Henry is a pastor, minister of colonial America. Matthew Henry. And he wrote a work entitled The Quest for Meekness and Quietness of Spirit. A precious volume. And on the last page, there's 144 pages. He says, as a conclusion, We all wish to see quiet families, and quiet churches, and quiet neighborhoods, and quiet nations. And it will be so if there be quiet hearts, and not otherwise. That's the that's another way of saying self-government. That is the key to victory and bringing healing and quietness on the king's land is bringing greater order of his government into your life. Okay. I trust this has been helpful to you or if this hasn't pertained germane to you of this problem of anger and cursing. Perhaps you know somebody who doesn't have victory in this area. And if that's so, please, I highly encourage you to share this material with them. Share this episode with them to your, whoever these people are. And, uh, That's one way you can support this work, is simply sharing, referring. If you can leave some comments where you're listening, whatever platform, uh, 
leave some comments. There are people leaving some comments. I've got one glowing review on iTunes, and so if some of you would like to go there and give some good reviews, honest, candid, uh, I believe I, I'm really clear on, on the meaningfulness of this content that's coming forward. Uh, I thank Sean. I bless him for inviting me to do this. He's aware of it. It's touched him in a, in a way, in a deeper way, even since we began. And many of you have written in to uh, encourage me how it's helping you, especially this series on the power of the King's love. <clears throat> and thank you for that. Really, I take that to heart. And I do welcome the comments, the questions, whatever you have that you feel like you'd like to communicate to me, please do that. And if you have done that and I haven't responded to you, uh, perhaps I've missed your comment and, and that can happen, all right, with some of these other platforms, depending on where you're listening. So I want to get better at that, but you can always, always, always get a message to me at libertyisthelaw.us. The episode is, all the episodes are there. This is episode 34, but every one of these episodes becomes a blog post. I don't think I've mentioned that, but you can leave me comments there on the episode. Yeah, there. and uh, Or leave them in both places, wherever you're listening, and then come to our website, libertyisthelaw.us. And if you want it to be a private comment, you can do that also at our website. And... Uh, and let's continue the conversation. Let's work together to solve problems God's way with his love and his meekness and his understanding so that more of his government is occupying us. And when, when you see more of that, there's healing coming on your, on your land. That's how it works. Because you're made out of the land, this body. Dust to the ground. And so... Let's do good on the king's land. We don't need permission for it. We've already been given authority and commission by the king himself. So uh, don't listen to strangers or even friends and family that uh, want to take you in a different direction of complying with the world's way. No, we're transformed people. Okay, so uh, do visit us again at libertyisthelaw.us. Look at our mission there. If it looks attractive to you to support this work, the, this family ministry, uh, we're not going anywhere. And I thank those of you who are supporting us financially. And others of you, if you would consider that, it, it's a good investment to invest in distinctly Christian character and Christian conscience. You hear the understanding that uh, I have, and that's only because I've had to learn to be abased. I really did. So that, um, and, and just cry out to the Lord that I need understanding. And whatever insight that you're hearing from me, the, the blessing, the encouragement you're getting, it's cost me to get to this place. It really has. <clears throat> and so that's to say that when you make those sacrifices, he will reward you. He really will. And so I am just thrilled for the rest of my life to be representing the king's interests in a very compelling way, that he's a king. He's America's unseen king. He can be the king of your country if you're outside of America. 
But I'm saying, first and foremost, I'm responsible for America. This is where I'm putting my energies. And if you support us in that, there is a spillover and knockoff effect to your country. If you're up there in Canada, Sean down there in Brazil, friends in Japan, some in Scotland, and other places, this is a, a good work here of proven ground in my life, my family. I'm bringing increasing measures of that to you for your consideration. But however you're moved to support us, at a minimum, you're supporting us by listening. And and I just want to know who's out there. <laughs> so I want to get better at, at the demographics, analytics. Uh, I don't uh, focus a lot on that, but uh, that's why I just ask you, I, I ask if you would reach out and just say hi. That's encouraging to me. And we are taking our nation back from the evil empire, starting from that which is within, displacing the darkness by the government of Christ, having more free reign in us, walking in his love when it really counts. Thank you for being with me today. Consider these things, access the material in the podcast, in the notes, and I do recommend again the book by Matthew Henry, The Quest for Meekness and Quietness of Spirit, if that's an area that you need to focus on in addition to meditating on the passages that deal with victory over anger and cursing. Thanks for listening. I'll be with you next time. Bye. Thank you for being a part of our Christian self-government ministry by supporting our sponsor. Don't you feel like giving back to the heroes who risk their lives every day to make the world a safer place? I mean, the military, the police, the firefighters, the first responders, they don't get enough respect or gratitude. To think that there are homeless veterans right now, I mean, they deserve a place to live. Well, my friend Lucas is a veteran who was tired of seeing other vets living on the street, and he started HeroSoapCompany.com. He makes natural soap that's healthier for you and your family. He uses essential oils, goat's milk, coconut oil, and if you have sensitive skin or dry skin, it's really perfect. But you can actually get a subscription and get it delivered to your door every month, but the best part is that it helps heroes like homeless vets get a place to live. Go over to HeroSoapCompany.com, use the coupon code QFAQ, to get a discount and check out all the varieties and my favorite one's peppermint because of the aroma the fresh tingly feeling it's really an awesome natural product for your family but while you're there learn about the charities that the hero soap company supports so you can support the heroes support your health support your family with chemical free soap and support the channel through herosoapcompany.com